up, cool safe chicks? It's your girl, Day. I'm Denisa. This is Lauren. And I'm Ayana. And you're tuned into Saved Girl Secrets. <laughs> hey, guys. Hi. Uh, ooh, this it was like in unison, but not in unison. I don't know. But I guess it was in unison. It was in unison, but also okay. not in unison at the same yeah, time. Yeah, like a semi-unison type of thing. Like a semi-unison. <laughs> um, but yes, hello, ladies. I actually am gonna kick it over to Lauren to start us off today. All right, all right. So um I'm excited for today's conversation because As you all know, many times before we pick up the mic, we have conversations amongst ourselves, just trying to figure things out. (laughs) It'd be like a whole recording before the recording. Basically. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I I really appreciated the conversation that we had um, just now. um, And it was about Black history. And as you all know, we are approaching the end of February. And February. I I thought you was about to say, and as you all know, we are Black. (laughs) <laughs> that too. <laughs> well, well, maybe we're maybe we're not all the way. That's uh, but you know you ne- you never know. But that's oh what my we're kind of talking. To, we're talking about that today. Um, we were talking about Black history, and you know, for so long, I'm th- I'm I'm I'll be 31 when this. Well, no, I won't be. I will be turning 31 the following day after this episode is released. But um, out of the many years of me being alive. Many times when we talk about when we talk about Black history, um, we never really focus on our Black history. Um, oftentimes, our Black history is ignored, and a lot of times we speak of the pivotal figures within Black history that did amazing things. But what I realized recently is that for us to even be here as a people, there is somebody in your lineage of within your family that has done an amazing thing. had to be um and that really stemmed from me reading the bible and i was reading matthew um one and the first few verses within matthew chapter one and it started off by introducing the lineage of jesus christ letting us know pretty much who was jesus cousin names um Everybody, grandpa list, right? Auntie Nims, (laughs) all the Nims, and I thought that was so interesting. You know, I thought that it was interesting for the Bible to mention the relatives of Jesus Christ, not only um, mentioning Jesus Christ, but even before they they talked about him, they mentioned where he came from. They mentioned who his lineage was, and it made me begin to think about some things for myself. Um, and maybe begin to ask some questions about. Um, my family and my lineage. And the first question was, do you know it? Do you know your lineage? Yeah. And um, unfortunately, in the beginning, my answer was no. Um, outside of maybe a little bit of information about my great grandmother and grandfather on both sides, I really didn't know things in depth. Um, like Jesus knew things in depth about his family. And I thought that that was such a disservice. Um, and it also began to make me you know, ask the question of why, like, why did the Bible think that that was important, you know, to mention? And why is it important for me to know the lineage of my family? Um, And as I began to question different relatives within my family, older relatives, um, I then began to realize the why. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what I realized in that moment is, you know, there's a saying that I hear all the time, it's like, you never know where you're going unless you know where you've been. And I think that that's so true because what I realized in asking the different questions about my relatives, whether they were aunts or uncles or grandparents, was that, number one, they were some strong people. They were educated people. They were people of faith. Um, They were entrepreneurs. But that makes you walk a little bit different, you know, in life. You begin, your stride begins to get a little bit different. When you know that you come from people who have fought to get to where they are or people who value life so much or value their calling so much that, you know, even if they had hardships, that's not the stories that's being told. You know, what you're hearing are the success stories. And I love that. And I loved hearing that in in that moment. I probably I remember sitting on the floor in the den and just really digging and asking my aunt and even got to the point. My aunt was like, who is asking all these questions? (laughs) 
<laughs> she was like, who is this? And my mom was like, that's that's your niece. Your niece is asking all these questions. She was like, oh, because I was about to say, who is, you know, why they need in the business? Who in the business? <laughs> yeah. But I, I think I think it's important to know those things because to like I said earlier, that is our black history. Yeah. It's not, it's not the black history that looks like what you see on the magazines or what you hear barely in the history classes but that's another yeah, discussion we ain't even gonna go into that <laughs> yeah that's another discussion that's another but it is yours right but it's yours it's personal yeah. and so that was something I wanted us to talk about um especially with it being the last week of of the month and um you know as a spoiler this is something that I'm going to be talking about too on this week's um bible yeah, study good. so if you want to hear more of a biblical you know relationship regarding this topic definitely tune in but i want to hear from my girls and see what y'all think about it and some of your point of views about it um so what y'all think i was gonna jump in and say like i love that you know even before we turn on the mics you and denisa were being super passionate and it made me passionate it definitely made me sit and say man what do i know and to your part point lauren i think that we do see the history of like prominent African-American figures in the United States when it comes to black history here in the United States. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's good to see people who we can look up to and aspire to be like and all of those things. But to your point, and I think I saw something on social media around the same point is every single person of African descent who is in America, that's not an immigrant had somebody in their lineage that literally braved being stolen from another land, sleeping in the bottom of a ship across an ocean for months at a time, getting off of that ship, having a completely different language, working land and doing all of these things. And somebody in your family had to survive all of that for you to even be here. So it's like, Thinking about that in and of itself puts you in this mindset that in your bloodline, there is somebody that was strong, that was a fighter, that was determined, um, that was, you know, if, if anything else, wise enough to maneuver throughout a history that sought to snuff people out who potentially look like us. And I think that that in and of itself is very important to mention that I don't think that until you guys started talking, I thought about the fact that, whoa, even if I don't know what my great grandfather did or what my great grandmother did right now, because I'm going to ask some questions after this episode. <laughs> but I know for a fact that I am of African descent because, you know, I did ancestry.com or whatever. Um, hopefully, I'll, I mean, I'm pretty sure I ain't gonna never commit a crime. So I ain't got to be afraid of my DNA being in a little database because y'all know that's what it's for. <laughs> But anyway, all of that to say, (laughs) I know that I have African descent in my bloodline. So it makes me feel very empowered to say, wow, there was somebody before me that came through all of those things. So that's my first thought. I definitely agree. You hit it on the head when you literally said like empowered, because as you stated before, Lorna and I were both kind of, you know, going sharing notes back and forth of what we found out about our families and the thing that was consistent over and over and over for me I told you guys that my you know great grandparents they were farmers um, and they owned that land and you know they had sharecroppers just different things it's like oh that's why entrepreneurship is so heavy in my spirit it's some some things that you probably you don't pinpoint immediately why there's a passion for it but if you look in your lineage lineage more than likely it was represented decades and maybe even centuries before you even existed so to just think about you know like that's how dope god is that the family that you were born into you know, had traits and different things that you would walk out here in the earth years later is absolutely amazing to me. And I know we're talking about black history and like I was joking in the car because, you know, just talking to God or whatever. And I'm like, God, I'm so grateful that I am alive right now because honey, if I was in the fifties and sixties and seventies, I don't know if I could have made it out. Right. But the truth of the matter is I would have, because that is what just was going on in that time period. So there were really no other options, no other choices. It's easier now due to privilege to say, I couldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. But the reality is, you know, we didn't live during those times. But the beauty in knowing like your lineage and knowing just even little details about where you come from um, is the, the ability to 
petition God and talk to God and have very strategic prayers. Trade, I've been telling you for like months, I'm on this whole strategic prayer thing. Like I've like, I'm strategic, 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 <laughs> like no more. Okay, Lord, what's up? Like, nah, we got to get things done. There's things that I know that you have given me to birth physically and, mm. you know, spiritually. And at this point, you know, I'm not, it's, the games are over. Like, what is it that I need to do? So I've been more intentional with being strategic, but yeah. in being strategic, I've learned that, you know, um, sometimes what you're praying for or what you, you could possibly be needing is an answer that someone in your bloodline had, but never had the opportunity to, to see it to fruition. So I've been praying very strategically, like anything that was stolen from my bloodline. I don't even, I don't care what it was, even if it was the simplest, um, just to share with you all, my great grandmother was the only one of her siblings to complete college, right? So all of her siblings, they, they did not complete it. They went to work at the farm for everyone else. So my mom said, okay, Lord, everybody connected to me in my bloodline, if they wish to be college educated, if that was something that was stolen, I mean, like, it's just, it seems so deep, but it's so real, yeah. you know? No, it so, is deep. It, it is. No, really. Because it's literally it's like. It's deep and saying, real. It's real deep. Yeah. At the same real time. Deep. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, like, you know how we always plead the blood of Jesus because we know that you know, his blood covered our sins. He paid the ultimate sacrifice. He was the ultimate sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So even when you plead the blood, like that's so powerful. So think about the bloodline that you come from. It's so powerful. Think about the one thing that they cannot recreate here in this earth, right? They want to create, oh, I don't want to go too deep. They want to create all this artificial intelligence and they want to do all this other stuff, but you know what they can't recreate? Blood. They can't read. Why? Because that's why we got to donate it. Right. His, and they, like, and they got a shortage. They they begging people to come get blood. OK, listen, listen, like the power of the blood is so real. So I also want to encourage you all, you know, to to go check it out. Even if you don't have all the information, just start putting little pieces, you know, get get a little book or something and, you know, get it. Get it together. Denise said go piece it together. Yeah. Try to do what you can, honey, because I, I understand it's hard. I'm fortunate to come from a family who. Um, our branch 83rd reunion actually we haven't done a reunion in about three years but mm. it's literally 83 reunions like every like I'm I can't even begin to really explain to you all how much that is a part of my family wow. so the fact that I'm just not picking it up is sad but it's, it's very powerful to know I um were you about to say something Anna? I was gonna say that um it's funny for me when I look at lineages and um, because I am an immigrant, I'm originally from Trinidad and um, it's honestly a little different for me because it expands so far out. Like my parents, I'm from Trinidad my parents are from Trinidad, but I didn't know until I was an adult that my grandparents on my dad's side were not born in Trinidad. I think they were from Grenada or I need to ask my mom again because I forget. See, we all gotta go ask questions. We need to just put our yeah. island on a four-way. You're still an island team though. <laughs> yeah, it's it's from a different <laughs> island. However, like I think it was like a recent conversation that me and my mom were having. And um, oh, that's what it was. So my dad, this was years ago, this was like in the 90s. In um in New York, because when we moved from Trinidad, we lived in New York, uh, which every West Indian basically does. Um, they either go to <laughs> New York or Canada, someplace somewhere in Canada. Um, so my dad was having a conversation um, because he was in he went back to school at the time. So one of his college classmates had like a get together at their house and they were having an argument about slavery and they were saying that people from the West Indies are not, um, their lineage does not derive from slavery. And uh, my dad was like, well, how do you think these people got on these islands? Hello? What, <laughs> how, I mean, was they yeah. swimming? Because I got <laughs> Exactly. But this was a, um, I think it was a Black American person. And at that time, especially in the 90s, um, you know, we've come so far as black people when it comes to what we understand about each other and then even embracing each other's um, uh, backgrounds and whatnot, because for the longest, it was like this rift 
between and it, it can still happen even now in 2002 22 excuse me unfortunately like there's a a sort of divide between black americans and immigrant american i mean immig- uh, black people who are immigrants and, so and like, I was, to your point, and I would say even the type of black immigrant. So like yeah. black Africans uh, black versus Africans, black Caribbean. Black, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, it can get very deep. And it's I would just be sitting there like, oh, my God, we all black. Shut up. <laughs> 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 like, like we all like, oh, that was even the argument too. like they were trying to say that black West Indians didn't go through the civil rights movement. And it was, it was so much, like, I'm telling y'all, it was like a lot. So my dad is like arguing with this person, trying to educate them. And, you know, it, it, it I think it, it got, you know, of course, very it's elevated. It's like me and I wasn't yeah. even there. Yeah. Just because I know history. I'm like, yeah. let's, let's be clear here. When you think Haiti, you think Haitian, you think literally they talk about that was the first group of slaves who actively led a revolt and won and literally yeah. took the French took out their of their whole thing back. Yeah, yep. took the whole yeah. thing back. So it's like to exactly. say that slavery didn't hit there is just kind of like, do you not read books? They Some don't teach don't, that. And, but see, that's the thing. They don't teach that. And that's the issue. They don't teach that, you know. True. I mean, yeah. even to th- with this argument of critical race theory and how they basically demonize critical race theory. So it's making it look like, oh, critical race theory is this bad thing, but it actually isn't, you know, so it, it, it's so much. But my point was, like, especially for me, it goes very deep when it comes to like my my maiden name is Antoine, which is French. So we know we got some type of French in there. Then my grandmother on my mom's side is Indian. Like she has Indian in her, like Asian Indian. Um, it, it's the, the pieces are so intricate that I'm literally like, as Denisa and Lauren were talking before we started recording, I'm sitting here like, dang, I'm about to go down a big rabbit hole. <laughs> like, yeah. cause it, I really want to know, like, especially, and then I can't even like, Sylvester's side, my husband, that's a whole nother, like when his mom is telling us about Ghana and the fact that some of her siblings, like even his mom is considered a queen mother in the Ghanaian community here in Atlanta. And then even in Ghana, then we have, uh, she has siblings who are of royalty in Ghana and, you know, even that stereotype of people thinking like a lot of people are starting to know more about Ghana and Nigeria and how wealthy it actually is. But the stereotype of, you know, the African booty scratcher stereotype of, Oh, everybody in Africa is poor and not knowing that these people are extremely wealthy. Like there's even, um, I think there's a reality show that's about to come out talking about the wealthy, um, West Africans, like they, you, you're sitting, you sitting here thinking that Elon Musk got money, but listen, it's like, I love that you say that. And Africa goes, is the one of the wealthiest, well, it was the wealthiest continent as far as when you think about minerals and resources, mm-hmm. like, yeah. So it, 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 I am like, <laughs> this conversation has really sparked something even more in me, like wanting to know more about, okay. Where do I come from? Like, what what really is my black history? Um, as on both sides, like both me and my husband, because we come from families of immigrants. Like, yeah. So, yeah. I, I want to touch something really quick. Go <laughs> ahead, Shardin. Oh uh, no, 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 no. Go ahead, Denisa. I was gonna say. Um, I know we're not touching this, and I know the whole you how you brought up the critical race theory and how they're saying you know no longer discuss these topics in school. Um. Another thing God showed me is, Lauren, you said it perfectly. It's, you, you quoted it. You were like, if you don't know where you're going, you got to know where you've been. Something like that you said. You remember what you said? Yeah, I said, it's, it's an old quote that said that if you don't know where you're going unless you know where you've been. And the Lord showed me, like, if I don't know if you all are pay attention or aware of this, but like you have the book of Judges and the book of Judges basically start because the last person 
um, alive that was in the wilderness, right? The Israelites traveling through, the last person passed away. And so like the Israelites after no longer had that history of who God was and all that he had done and how he fed them with me and, uh, and how he literally performed miracles. So literally because they were no longer um, made aware of, you know, just that information, they began to worship idols, obviously, of wherever they were, right? They adopted that faith, they adopted that God, and of course, they anger God, so God allowed them to then be captive again, but you have, like, years of the cycle of them forgetting and not being made aware of who God was and what he did, people dying, then God sending another judge and rescuing them. It's literally just the cycle of that repeating over and over and over again until you get to like Joshua. But I say that to say like, if they struggle with that, then like we're talking about, I like, just want to talk about both sides, right? Think about how dope it is that Jesus knew his lineage and was confident enough and literally was like, okay, I had David. Okay. I had Abraham. Okay. I got Jesse. Okay. You know, yeah. like literally just, but I mean, down. outside of that, I came from God. And I think that's the, 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 the pivotal thing too, is like your origin, like knowing your origin. So sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. But I'm saying the flip side of that is, you know, when you don't know, it's a very real thing to be lost or not not to have direction or not to have, you know, something spiritually could be missing because you don't have that peace. Because that's what happened literally to the the children of Israel. Like that's exactly what they experienced. It reminds me of this quote that says, When you don't know who you are, you'll become whatever they call you. And I think that it definitely flows into that same thought pattern where, you know, when you don't know where you've been, you don't know where you're going. And if you don't have a sense of identity, then it's very easy for you to be molded into something that you truly are not Not. because you don't know who you are. And one of the things that, you know, I was going to say as you guys were talking was two things. A, I think it's awesome to look at our history and not just look at the bad parts, like not just look at like, oh, these things happen. And so I have all of this trauma and I have all of this. Da, 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 da. And it's like, no, 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 no. Let's look at the, the things that are in me because the people before me put them in me. So like when you talk about, you know, your family, were farmers and they were entrepreneurs and that's an entrepreneurial spirit that you had. Lauren, I think before we started recording, talked about, I think it was your great uncle that you were talking about and how, uh, yeah, how he literally <laughs> was building furniture. And I mean, Lauren, she'd be building buildings. So like that's, you know, the correlation is there. And I just feel like, you know, we don't take enough time to really stop and think about our lineage and the very impactful, purposeful, anointing type of stuff that was passed down. I'm going to share this and then, you know, whoever wants to add on can add on or if we have to take a break. I don't know. Who keeping time? Um, I, I, Keep going. <laughs> I don't know a ton about like my far out history. And like Ayana said, I'm fitting to be down a rabbit hole this week. Okay. Fitting to be on everybody's line asking questions. But one of the things that I do remember is um, my dad's grandmother. Her name was Louise Estelle. And she, the only stories that I used to hear about her was that she lived in the projects and she would walk out of her house at like five or six o'clock in the morning and walk down the street with a Bible in her hand, like yelling and talking about God. And people who, like, I don't know, but when I go around, it's like, oh man, yo, your grandma Louise, your grandma Louise, child, everybody thought she was crazy. She would just be walking around here and preaching and walking up and down the street with the Bible at six o'clock in the morning. Mind you, this is this is like the hood. This is the project. And it reminded me, like, when I'm hearing it. And I think about myself and I think about how passionate I am about the word. And I think about how it's a bit unorthodox and may not be the other way that people deem it should be or whatever, but that goes back to somewhere. And I think it's so good that we're having this conversation because there are a lot of things that are in you. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you feel like people around you are like, man, that's a little weird. That's a little off. Or da, 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 da. But stuff that's in you is like Denise said, may come from a place where God has been trying to get something out of your lineage for a very, very long time. And you could very well be the one 
Um, and don't don't snuff it just because other people around you are causing you to question what it is that has been in you and your lineage for decades. So there is y'all. <laughs> I am just like, I'm trying to keep my composure over here because it's so much like that's going on in my head right now in this moment. Um, I'm going to try and address it chronologically. <laughs> um, there was something Denisa said when you initially opened your mouth, Denisa. I hadn't said anything since I had, I had started the podcast, but you said something about when you plead the blood of Jesus. When you said that, it was like a firework literally went off in my head. And what I felt in my spirit once you said that was that the blood literally has lineage. That's why when Jesus introduces himself, he says, I am the God of Isaac, Jacob. All of them. All of them. Because the crazy thing to your point, Denisa, and what you were saying was that even in those day and era, we had not yet seen the manifestation or the prophecy of Jesus, but the, the product of the blood was ingrained. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The blood was and there. The, the blood, blood was there. Was there. And it is ultimately the blood that cleanses. It is ultimately the blood that has the power. You know, if it wasn't the shedding of the blood, we wouldn't be here. And to me, how prophetic is that, right? Because to bring it back kind of full circle into what we've all been talking about, it's like in our lineage, like I said earlier, in each one of our lineages, I'm sure all, our lineages are different. But in each one, you have some bad parts of the story and then you got some good parts. But what I feel is so prophetic and what I think the Lord is trying to show each and every one of us is that there is something that cleanses everything in each and every one of our lineages. Mm, there is a product. Good. There is a product of the blood in each and every one of our, line, our lineages that cleanses. So that's why we have relatives that may have been on the bottom of the boat, but they knew that the bottom of the boat was not the end. And that's why we're here because yeah. there was something that had to cleanse, you know? So it's like, I'm literally sitting over here like, what? Mind blown. <laughs> Mind blown. You know? And I just think, man, I just think how, how, like, how powerful is that? How powerful is that for, for God to, to think of us so much that it even extends. And the crazy thing about it, and this is what I want to encourage, you know, people who may not know, um, you know, their, their mother, even their mother, their father, grandmother, whatever, it starts with you. Yeah. yeah. You know, by you being here, it starts with you. And I love what you said. I can't remember which one of you all were saying that, but you were saying we live in a world right now where they praise things that are artificial. Um, mm, I don't know if I want to go there, <laughs> but <laughs> Um, you know, and I've been kind of, I've been kind of dealing with that too, about things that are artificial. And I'm like, you know, why is it that the enemy is trying to push this agenda of, of things that are artificial, you know? Um, and I realized is that, you know, it takes you away anytime you start to, to begin to think about things that kind of are not real. Let's just be real. Things that are not real. I say, even like, I even thought about, and it's no shade to people who are vegan. I was like, you know, I got mad the other day because I went into your pie. I'm going, I'm going left field. Okay. I went to your pie and I saw um, some cheeses. I and I asked, where we were going. I'm going to see. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah we're going to go somewhere. I, I saw some cheeses and I asked this girl, I was like, okay, what cheese is that? She's like, that's mozzarella. And so um, she was like, that's cheddar, of course. And then I saw this other like, substance that looked like it could have been mozzarella too so i don't know if it was like mozzarella with a little spice or something like that so i asked her i said well um what 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 kind of cheese is that and she said oh that's vegan cheese mm. and so i asked her i said well, what is it made out of she said you know I, I really don't know and so i said well baby if it ain't made Price out of cheese well, if it ain't made out of cheese or, or some cheese. type of dairy, it ain't cheese. And I say, even when it comes down to food, y'all don't even want to call food what it is. <laughs> what they supposed to call it, Lauren? What are we supposed to call it? Yeah, what are they to call Vegan it? sprinkles? Yes. Call it what it is. If it's soy, you want some soy on your pizza? 
You know, shredded, I'm like, even shredded soy. Shredded soy. Shredded soy. Cheese like sprinkles. We are literally in a world now where people just don't want to call things what they what it really is. Lord. People wanna people wanna it's call things alternative. I'm using cheese for an example, but there's a deeper revelation. If you get I what know. I'm saying, you're catching in the parking lot. <laughs> oh, I know what but I'm I'm just I'm I'm the point that I'm making. I get you, Lauren. <laughs> I understand, baby. The point the point that I'm making is that the relevancy of reality, you know, is important. And and the, what the enemy I feel wants us to do is he wants us to begin to think of of the what ifs or or maybe if it looks like this thing we can call it this thing and it's like no. Like in not the end of the thing. day, it's not, it's, that it's thing. not that thing. And, and that's why I felt like it was so important. I'm trying to bring you full circle here. That's why okay. I felt no, like you it was did. so important. Once you get there, we're going to take a break. Let me, let me. That's why I felt like it was so important to begin to look up our, my lineage specifically, because I said, you know, I can't call a thing what it is without me knowing you know, where, where this thing once was, mm-hmm. you know, that's right. And so, or, or I can't call a thing. And I had a friend share this to me with me one time. She said, you know, check and doctors talk about this all the time. And even day, even with you, you know, you mm-hmm. share this all the time with your journey. You say, you might want to check the history, your medical history of your family. Listen, Cause, cause you say, you know, it may skip generations and then, you know, mm-hmm. next minute, you know, you're faced with it. Yeah. And so I'm just encouraging people to embrace the reality. I understand we live in an artificial world that, and people praise artificial things, but I think there is, there is something special about the reality because it is literally the reality that has the longevity. It's the reality um, that that is the reason why we're here mm-hmm. right now. So yeah. thank you, Lauren. <sighs> that was good. Okay. Full circle. <laughs> But um, we're going to take a break real quick. When we come back, I want to talk to people who don't have access to ask all the questions that me and Ayana about to go ask. <laughs> and I mean that with people who may be adopted, with people who may not have relationships with family, like where can we tell them to start when we're saying like, know your history we're saying, you know, find out, you know, the, the purpose in your lineage and how that impacts who you are today. Find out, you know, where that root is coming from, you know, how we can help those people out. So we'll talk about that right after this. This podcast episode is brought to you by The Plug Devotional. You can order it right now on Amazon.com. Check out The Plug Devotional now. All right, ladies, we are back and the conversation is going, it was, it was great. It was great. Even during the break, you know, it might be a, a a secret uh, conversation or whatever. We might have to do like a, a separate whatever for that. If we want to go that in depth with our secret sisters, but, um, all right. So before we went on break, Shardace wanted to come back with, um, just really figuring out who you are. Or what is your black history when it comes to, like, let's say those people who are adopted or you may, like, I know some people who are like the only child and their parents were the only child and their parents' parents may have had a small family. So it's like finding out who they are and what their family was about can be very limiting because there's not a lot of people or siblings or aunts and uncles that can really bring the pieces together so just really touching on that and how you can really get to know your your black history. Yeah. Um I guess I'll start with saying look at things within yourself like if you don't have access to other people like a parent or a grandparent or anything like that. I would start with you and looking at like things that you feel like are constantly What's the word that I want to use? Attacked. So I never really thought about this until I don't know if I had the conversation with Denise or if I had the conversation with a good girlfriend of ours, Felicia. Um, And she made me realize that from a very early age, I was attacked in my health. 
like I never really thought about it until I had a deep conversation about it. But I thought about the fact that I was born premature feet first. Um, within the first three months of my life, I had jaundice. When I was nine months, I had spinal meningitis. I learned how to walk with an IV pole in the hospital because I was in the hospital for months. Um, at that point, I had juvenile rheumatoid arthritis in middle school. Just there was attack after attack after attack after attack on my health. Um, between middle school and high school, I found out I was allergic to every kind of plant, tree, pollen, whatever you could think of, allergic to mm. antibiotics, just all of these things. And, you know, during those periods of time in my life, I watched God show up for me time after time again and heal me from certain things. But I had to really sit down and say, yo, like from a very young age, even when I don't look at my dad and I don't look at, you know, my grandparents and my mom or anything like that, I said, okay, God, there is a very specific area in my life where the enemy has constantly attacked me. Let me start there. Mm -hmm. Let me start finding scriptures on that. Let me start having conversations with God about that. Let me allow him to reveal to me why this area is the area that's being attacked and use that to really find out more about myself. Even if I can't find it out from a person, having that relationship with God and allowing him to reveal certain things to me. And for me, I think one of the things that God began to reveal is there are certain things that have affected the generations before me that I'm in a position to say, this is it. This breaks here. This don't go no further than me. This stops in my bloodline with me. And I decide that. And I think that if you can't figure out 10 decades or, or centuries at, ahead of you, start with what's going on with you right now and become the history for somebody else that they'll look back on and say, oh man, you know, this person in my lineage did this, that, or the third, and it affected me where I am today. And what I mean by that is if you can't find your history, become history. If mm -hmm. you can't figure out why certain things are happening, you decide in and of yourself, I'm going to decree these things over myself. And I'm going to make sure that my children, that my children's children won't have to deal with the things uh -huh. that I'm dealing with. So if that's, you know, divorce and relationship problems, if that's alcoholism, if that's, stealing and lying and cheating and whatever your the, the thing is that you feel like you're attacked in this very specific area i say start with that and mm -hmm. uproot it so that when you know others after you come you will be a part of their history mm -hmm. so. basically breaking generational curses yeah that part because it, it made me think about i have a friend where um all of the uh, I think most of the women in her family are divorced or have been divorced at one point or divorced, remarried or whatever. And I remember us having a conversation a few years ago. She's married and she was saying that, you know, basically her and her husband, their biggest thing is like, listen, we want to break generational curses on both sides of our, you know, families, because with her husband, it's certain things with him and his you know, uh, his family and whatnot. So it's like, that is kind of like their foundation as a, I wouldn't even say foundation, but one of their, I guess, goals as a family and, and, um, is to break that generational curse when it comes to divorce and, you know, coming from a single parent household. And, um, you know, so I, I think about that, like, I even think about that with me and Sylvester, like, our, our, our backgrounds are different. Like I came from a two parent household. Sylvester came from a uh, one parent household. Um, you know, his parents got divorced when he was I think like preteen or teenager. And then his dad passed away when he was, I think 18 or so. So it's like, we, our backgrounds are so different and we are establishing a new I guess, future for our children, like, you know, Haven sees every day, you know, a two parent household, very happy parents. Like, it's so funny that even like with Haven, like we may hug each other or kiss or something. And she'd be like, you love me too. You love me too. And like run between us and, you know, want to join in on the hug. And it's just like, just, it, it really warms my heart to show, especially my children, what I grew up with. And what I saw every day and I look, it, it's an honor because I know that everyone is not afforded that privilege. 
So with with my girls, I'm like, man, like we're like we're creating history with our line of the Abacas. So, yeah. Um, another thing that I was going to say, touching on when it comes to, I guess, finding your lineage, let's say if you are adopted or whatnot, I've heard so many adoption stories. And um, one of the, I guess, a practical way of finding out who you are is, I know you guys, uh, did you do Ancestry DNA too, Lauren, or just Denisa and Charter? I haven't done I the haven't DNA done portion. Oh, you, I will oh, okay. do the. D- I haven't done the DNA portion yet, but I okay, will. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was forced to do it. My grandma made everybody spit in a little thing. She literally <laughs> had everybody to come to the house spit in a little thing. I was like, okay, not you having all of your grandchildren lined up. <laughs> that is funny. Well, I know um, a lot of the adoption stories that I've heard, like it starts there. You know, people will find family members. And they will have a match that it's like the craziest stories that I've heard. Cause I'm always intrigued by that. So anytime I see like an adoption story of somebody trying to figure out where they, you know, what's my bloodline or whatever, I'm like reading, like interested, like what happened, what happened? And so, um, I mean, you can start there. I know me personally, I'm a little leery about ancestry, you know, cause like what Sade said earlier, I'm like, I know it's a database and it's just me like, Cause I know that I don't know. I mean, it's just if y'all want, if you ain't got nothing to go to jail for, you should be fine. Now, if my no, cousins, it's not. It's not the jail thing. It's just. Oh, it's not I was this. gonna say if I sure. get my cousins or somebody tripped up, that's on them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely not the jail thing. <laughs> not that's on them. That's on them. That's crazy though, because I did hear a story about that. Like somebody found out that. Like their family me- member was a murderer because I did because I watched all those shows, so yeah. I did see that's how they caught somebody. Because <laughs> I'm like, dang, you know. Yeah, so, I think it was the daughter. They had the daughter's DNA and were able to catch the father, and the father was a serial killer. Yeah. So, but I would say, you know, if you're comfortable with ancestry, start there. Um, I know that it takes a lot of work, but um, and and just really stay committed and don't um you know, if don't, don't stop, you know, just because like Lauren said, the quote, you know, you don't know if uh, you don't know where you're going unless you know where you came from. So I feel like everyone needs to know, you know, I guess where home is, you know, in a way. Um, And then also, if you're not able to do that, just finding the peace of, you know what, I may not know who my father is or my grandfather, but I know who my heavenly father is. So, you know, that too. Yep. That's what I was going to touch on the fact that, you know, start with Jesus. Um, He's literally the thread to all of our generations. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I also want to share for individuals who, if they, um, if they are in a joint household or if they're adopted or, or things of that sort. What I think is so special about Jesus's story is that, yeah, Mary birthed Jesus, but Jesus' dad, Joseph, wasn't really his daddy, you know? Um, and it shares that on the last verse uh, before it starts introducing the birth of Jesus in Matthew 1. You know, it gives you all this history about who his cousins and aunties are. But then in the end, it was like, yeah, and his daddy was Joseph, you know? So yeah. it's like, I think that that was even important that the Bible mentioned that too, because the Bible knew that there would be unique situations where individuals may not have, you know, their father and their mother that actually conceived them. And it might be that God actually selected you to be within a family, which I think is an important thing to mention too, because when I um was reading about the story about, uh, Abraham, the Bible says that God, God purposefully selected Abraham to carry on his lineage. And I thought that that was important too, to think about because you're, while you're questioning, you know, your being and you're questioning your past, you're missing the fact that God selected you to begin to create a whole new lineage of generations. And so I love what Sade said, if you're looking for your history, you be the history um, and I think that that's so, I think that's so important to share. And it, when you said that, Charday, it made me think of literally like an empty canvas, like a canvas with no paint. And I think that, I think the best canvas in the world are the empty ones because it literally gives you opportunity to create whatever image you want for your life. 
Um, and so just be motivated in that. Um, stay focused on what it is that you're doing. I think sometimes that's that could be a little bit better because you ain't got all these people to trace, honey. You could be focused on what it is God has told you to do. You ain't worried yeah. about what auntie and uncle and yeah. grandma and them did. You could literally say, God, I could literally focus on the calling that you have specifically gave me. So I think, I think in each situation, they're always unique, but each situation you can handle it, you know, and, yeah. and God, God purpose purposefully had it yeah. set up for you to handle it the way that he wants you to handle it. So it all, it always goes back to just trusting him and just tr- trusting God's judgment for your mm-hmm. life and what it is that he's, he's designed for you. Yeah. Amen. I think I might take another route and be short with mine, <laughs> but <laughs> I think if you are, You can start where I started, where I literally asked God to reveal to me and show me and confirm some things for me. And that is what started my rabbit trail of information. And I didn't take it. um, Well, I initially took it for granted because, like I said before, I was privy to this information prior to from stories and things like that. But when I specifically went to God and said, hey, I want to know about this this they don't talk about they don't tell me they don't give me the tea on this so can you give me the tea because I really want to know he literally gave me the practical steps that you know Mm -hmm. afforded me the opportunity to figure out what it was that I needed and that opened a door to so much more um so what I will say is also important what you do with the information right like we're we're saying oh find out the information or you know seek God like once you get it because we said before there may be some good stories in your lineage and there is very well a fact that there could be some bad ones but just take that as an opportunity um to Charday's point when she started to break those you know those generational curses when you see something that is like oh lord no that not in my family yes in your family but guess what you be the person to break it and decide that not for you and your family or anybody that is birthed through your lineage after you so I really think it's more of something to um, empower you to be and I keep saying strategic but be strategic in what you ask God for, that's what right. you pray against. You know what I mean? Like, just use that as ammunition because that's what I use it as. If yeah. nothing else, I'm going to know mm-hmm. what to speak against. I'm going to know what to ask for yep. because you did it. If you did it for them back before I was even a thought, before yep. all of that, you can definitely do it for me. If they had yeah. this opportunity back then that they didn't get to see, uh, guess what? You you can let me get that. Like, I need yep. that, you know? So. And the, the crazy thing is, I feel like a lot of times when it comes to lineage, where the enemy applies the most pressure is where you're purposed. And, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting that, and I think Lauren touched on this when we very first started, it's interesting that the origin is so important. Like, even just the enemy trying to kill it from the beginning, like trying to start at the root to just mm-hmm. get in there. And it's like, uh-uh, we know what's going on here. You ain't fit to come up in here. Messing up. You know, you know, I, w- I wasn't going to say, but I'm going to say it now. Um, when you were initially sharing with us, uh, Sade, your story about, you know, just your health and your journey uh, through your health. And even as a child, you, being diagnosed with different things. And now even in your adulthood, you know, you're, you're still facing um, a health miracle because what you're showing is that God performed miracles, even at your youth, and he's still doing the miracle work in your life. Um, it made me think of something that I heard T.D. Jake say um, recently. And he said, you know, sometimes you're not sometimes he said, usually your greatest miracle um is scaled. And what he mean by that is it, it starts from a small place. And then from that small place, literally the Lord continues with the miracle, but it, it becomes at a grander scale than what you may have ever thought it could have been. And so what I took that is, is like, as you were sharing your story, a lot of times when we're going through those, like those little minute things, um, they're just practice rounds. And so What I realized, even when you were talking about, you know, Jesus and the lineage and the importance of the lineage and how a lot of times, like I was saying earlier, the enemy tries to attack the root. It made me even think about the fact that even in the beginning of of the of the Bible, when it was talking about Moses. Same thing with him. It was trying to literally attack the root by killing the, the firstborn. And then now you get, you know, into what? after Christ AD era 
And it's literally like the repetition of the cycle. But it, to me, kind of brought a lot of things kind of full circle. And it, for me, validated what T.D. Jakes was saying is that a lot of times when you're going through things in life and you're going through those little battles, they're literally practice rounds for the greatest miracle that God is literally about to perform in your life. So I really wanted to share that with people because sometimes you may be questioning, you know, why me? Why is it that I'm going through this? Why is it that I may not know my family in this way? And what you may not realize is that that might just be the practice around for the greatest miracle that God is getting ready to do concerning your life and concerning your lineage. So um, that's why I was saying, just trust God and knowing that whatever he selected for your life is specifically for you and that he could trust you to fulfill it as long as you're connected with him. Yeah. I received that. And, and I, and I believe that there are listeners out there who may be experiencing something similar and I receive it for them too. Like it's it, I, I a hundred percent agree with you, Lauren, you know, that it's some things are practice rounds and, you know, God is literally setting us up for something bigger. So, Mm -hmm. and I believe that for sure, for sure, for sure. So um, I'm going to say this and then we're going to wrap up to your point, Lauren, I feel like when it comes to like attacks, especially on lineage, one of the things you said was like, you know, practice rounds and almost like when you go through rounds of something, it's like they get more and more difficult. Like each round is like, okay, it's more intense. It's more intense. It's more intense. And I think for the listeners who are out there, Even when it comes to lineage and generation after generation after generation, like it can become more intense, more intense, more intense. But whoever you are that's listening, you are built for whatever it is that God is calling you to break. So don't back down, you know, get the wisdom about what's going on and 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 do that thing. So I think this was a great episode, guys. I feel empowered. And inspired um, to all of our listeners out there. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If this is your first episode and it was a little too deep for you, there's some other ones. So just go pick another one. Um, I'll say this though. Don't let it be too deep for you. Like I feel like people don't need to be afraid to have these type of conversations. I agree. Um, yeah. I agree. Yeah. But you know how sometimes you want to look kiki. If you uh-huh. gotta wrap around, if you gotta wrap back around to this one, that's fine. It's still gonna yeah. be here. But if he was looking for a key key, no, this is some serious stuff today. Yeah. Okay. Um, but we love you. Be sure to connect with us on social media at Save Girl Secrets on Instagram and on Facebook at Save Girl Secret No S on Twitter. If you want to talk deeper about this or if you have questions or just need a good girlfriend to be there for you, feel free to send us a secret letter to savegirlsecrets at gmail.com. If you don't want us to share it, feel free to let us know that when you send us the email. Otherwise, we definitely will get the whole secret sisterhood involved, y'all. We will make a whole episode about what you asked us. So if you don't want that, just let us know. And we'll keep your secret. We do that very well. Um, we love you guys. Good God bless you. Make sure you tune in to Bible study on Thursday. Love and peace. Bye. Love and peace. Bye. 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 I saw your line, line. I saw it.